In this episode, we're going over the concepts of electromagnetism, capacitance, and inductance. This episode builds on the previous episode on the basics of electricity. So if you're not comfortable with current, voltage, and resistance, you might want to go over that first. There's also going to be a point in this episode where you might want to copy some hand movements, but please try not to do this if you're currently driving to work. So, electromagnetism. It is another fundamental fact of nature that the movement of charge produces a magnetic field. This comes from the fact that the electric and magnetic fields are inextricably linked together. The direction of the magnetic field produced by a wire can be deduced by the right-hand grip rule. Hold your right hand out in front of you as if you're giving someone a thumbs up. Now, imagine you're holding a wire in your coiled fingers. If a current is travelling in the direction your thumb is pointing, in this case up, then your fingers will be indicating the direction that the magnetic field is wrapping around the wire. These field lines radiate out from the wire in concentric circles. The direction that these lines are winding around the wire become important when we look at the dynamo effect. If you were to put this wire between two magnets, the field lines on one side would add to the field lines travelling from the north magnet to the south magnet. The field lines on the opposite side, however, will cancel each other out as they're pointing in the opposite direction. This imbalance causes a force to act on the wire, pushing it in one direction. This direction will be at right angles to both the direction of the magnetic field and the current flow. The direction of the force can be determined with Fleming's left-hand rule. Stick your left hand out in front of you, as if you're giving a thumbs up. Now point your index finger forward, like you're pretending to shoot something. And finally, point your middle finger directly to the right. You should now have three digits, all pointing at right angles to each other. Up, forward, and right. Your index finger shows the direction of the field. Your middle finger shows the direction of the current and your thumb shows the direction of the force that is exerted on the wire by the dynamo effect. You can remember this by the saying first finger field, second finger current, thumb thrust. This thrust is put to use in electric motors or dynamos, causing a wire to spin around a pivot point inside a magnetic field. This is also used in the creation of electricity, If you were to move a wire without any current in it through a magnetic field, this effect is reversed and a current is actually created. This is how our power stations work. Now, let's move on to capacitance and inductance. Capacitance is the ability of a material to store electrical charge. It has the symbol C and its unit is the farad. One farad is the capacitance of an object that generates a potential difference of 1 volt when storing a charge of 1 coulomb. Capacitance equals charge divided by voltage. So C equals Q divided by V. A capacitor is an electrical component designed to store charge. Basically, it is made up of two large plates of conductive material separated by an insulator. When a voltage is applied, positive charges build up on one side and negative charges build up on the other. They cannot complete a circuit as they cannot jump over the insulator. 
but when the voltage is taken away, the capacitor releases these charges, and current flows in the opposite direction. Capacitors are used to store electrical energy. The energy stored by a capacitor is one-half C times V squared. You can also substitute C equals Q divided by V into this equation to give energy equals one-half Q times V. When capacitors discharge, they do so exponentially, that is, at a rate that is equivalent to the remaining charge stored on the capacitor. The time constant of this exponential decay is resistance times capacitance. As mentioned before, capacitors prevent the flow of DC current once they're charged up, as no current can flow across the insulator. However, in AC current, the plates charge and discharge so rapidly that it is possible for them never to get fully loaded. Just as this limit is about to be reached, the voltage switches and the current flows in the opposite direction, discharging the plates. In this situation, AC current is conducted. The amount of AC current that can be conducted is dependent on the capacitance of an object and the frequency of the current. The higher the frequency, the faster the switching, and therefore the more likely it is to conduct. This property of capacitors makes them useful in removing low-frequency inputs into equipment, so they are used as high-pass filters, that is, ones that let high frequencies pass through. Inductance is the tendency of a conductor carrying a varying current to induce a voltage in itself that opposes the original driving voltage. This occurs when a wire is in such an orientation that the magnetic field that it creates actually affects itself. The symbol for inductance is capital L, and its unit is the Henry. Inductors are electrical components that are made up of coiled wire. This coiling allows the magnetic field that is created by the wire to interact with itself. The voltage created by the inductor is always in the opposite direction to the original voltage. This is why it is also termed a back EMF, or back electromotive force. In DC circuits, the effect of this is to smooth out abrupt changes in current. This is why it is used in a defibrillator, to smooth out the waveform of current that's delivered to the myocardium. In this situation, the rate of change of voltage or current across an inductor decreases exponentially, and the time constant for this is the inductance divided by resistance, or L divided by R. In AC currents, inductors cause a reduction of flow of current that is proportional to the rate of change of current. That means it's proportional to the frequency. Therefore, they're used to block high-frequency inputs and are low-pass filters. That means they behave in the opposite way to capacitors. Well, I think that's pretty much it for this episode. You should now have a better understanding of electromagnetism, the dynamo effect, and capacitance and inductance. Thanks so much for listening. If you've liked this episode, please feel free to subscribe through your podcast player of choice. You can also find all of these episodes online at planaprimary.co.uk. Remember, this entire series is going to be published absolutely free, so please share this with anyone who you think might find it useful. If you've got any questions, feedback, or just want to request a topic, feel free to email me at questions at planaprimary.co.uk or you can leave a comment by this episode online.